Yo, 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 Jazz, we ready to go? Let's get it. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Life of Lips. Let's go. This moment's past you. Grab your pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. Don't let this moment was past you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to my life of list podcast hosted by yours truly, your boy, Derek Sire. Thanks so much for hitting that play button. And of course, we cannot go a second further without giving some thanks to the people that make this possible. Thanks to Possibility Studios. Shout out to Paradigm Shift. Thank you all so much. Without you, there couldn't be no Life of List podcast. So today's chapter is titled Love Handles. Mm-mm-mm. I love a good love handle. But you know I can't go into the podcast before I give you the backstory. So here we go. So here we are sitting in my kids' elementary school presentation. Over the years, my daughter has evolved into this theater girl, and she's picked up tap and jazz dance and contemporary dance and hip-hop and musical theater production and voice lessons. And for some reason... My wife thought she needed to be in something else just to round her out. And so when she was in elementary school, she picked up the violin as well. And just because, as if the violin and community theater was not enough, she then joined the school drama program in, in no particular order or whatever. She's doing all these things at the same time, right? So my daughter's doing that Well, my son um, he has a project that's going to be hanging on the wall. So I don't know if you, anybody's ever had kids where you go to these these assemblies and you got to suffer and sit through all the other kids just to get to yours. That's right. I said it. Nobody else is going to say it. Every kid performance is not good. I'm not going to sit here and tell little Johnny he needs to be a singer. I'm not going to do it. And you're a bad parent for telling him he can do it. Let's all be honest with our kids on three. One, two, three. Be honest. Here we go. So. My daughter's up there and she's trying to do her thing and my son is doing something else and we're just sitting around waiting. And if I sit for too long, I kind of get a little fidgety, right? I'm, I'm switching one cheek to the other cheek and I'm crossing my legs and I'm leaning back and I'm sitting up and every now and again, I'll get up and walk around. Um, but, but this particular time, I just happened to have my arm around my wife. And I, I go from like rubbing the back of her neck to her shoulders and and I'm down the over her shoulder to her arm. And then once I get past her arm, I get down the side and I just just unknowingly, just subconsciously begin to play with her little love handles. Come on on the side right now. Now, for those of you that do not know what love handles are, it's just a little roll of extra meat on your side. Right. Some people call it a muffin top. Other people call it a little jelly rose. If I was doing my, my Bill Cosby, little jello pudding pop. That's a horrible Bill Cosby impersonation. But it's just a little roll on the side. Right. And so I would, uh, you know, kind of play with a roll a little bit. And she hit my hand and she say, stop. She kind of whispered, stop. Right. And, you know, in the same way that people like pop their knuckles or bite their fingernails, you know, they do all these little things that you click a pin. Maybe you tap your fingers on the table like it's just these little nervous ticks that people have. And today it just happens to be my wife love handle. So I'm reaching around. Her. I go from her neck to her back to her shoulder down her arm. And once again, I find myself at a love handle. And so finally she slaps my hand and she says, Derek, stop 
rubbing my love handles. Now, for some reason, my wife, she can give me a little, you know, quit, quit playing and it's cute. But when she turns and faces me and looks me in the eye and her lips narrow and I could feel the anger steaming from her ears, she was dead serious. She said, stop playing with my love handles. And it just kind of made me think about it. How many times have we accidentally rubbed people the wrong way? I thought I was being cute. I thought I was sitting there hanging out with my wife, had my arm around her. You know, she enjoys when I when I when I when I'm affectionate and I put my hands on her. And when we in public, we just kind of being cute and all the things. But this particular time, she did not like the way that I was touching her. I was rubbing her the wrong way. How many times? How often? Do we rub people the wrong way simply by just being who we are? Now, I know being a people pleaser, my goal in life is to make sure that everyone likes me. And when I show up to a place and people do not like Derek Sire, it is not their fault. It is mine. I absolutely go into this people pleasing mode where it's like, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to say? How do, do I need to do this? Do I need to be more quiet? Do I need to be more funny? Do I need to be? I go into this people pleasing mode, not even thinking that they possibly could just not like me, that who I am could just rub people the wrong way. Some people who are quiet don't like loud people. Some people who are loud don't like quiet people, introverts, extroverts. If you're like a, a Myers-Briggs or an Enneagram or a True Colors, sometimes the numbers and letters and the colors, they just don't mesh well. And sometimes who we are just rubs people the wrong way. And that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about us being aware of the things that we do that annoy people and we continue to double down and buckle in on those things as well. For example, sometimes some of the words that we use just rub people the wrong way. And when they let us know that it's rubbing in the wrong way, we get the opportunity to either adapt and change our speech and the words that we're using to be a little bit more inclusive and friendly, or we can double down and be like, they too sensitive, right? They need to get over themselves. They need to quit taking themselves so seriously. And that's not the part that I'm a part of. I don't, I don't want to be the part of the group of the people that's like, they too sensitive. I want to do my best to make sure that everybody around me feels loved, feels appreciated, feels seen, feel valued. And one of the ways that I can do that is with my speech. And if I'm made aware that my speech and some of the things that I say are rubbing people the wrong way, then I want to make sure that I am being inclusive and I'm being as sensitive and compassionate, compassionate and empathetic as I can be to those around me because I would want people to do the same thing to me. Now, there's some people that are listening to this right now and they're like, oh, here we go. We're bending over backwards for everybody, right? We're, we're saying this, we're saying that, we're not saying this, we're not saying that, all because of a few people. And I'm saying that I think if we create an environment where people can coexist and feel seen and not feel threatened, then I think a lot of our conflict will go away. It'll go down, right? Because everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be valued. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants space to do and be and live however they want to live. And I think there are a few outliers that go against general morality, right? But I think for the most part, everybody fits in this space where they want to be seen and valued. And some of the ways that we can do that, making sure they're seen and valued, is by not rubbing people intentionally the wrong way. 
Some of the things that we say, some of, some of the things, how, how we live sometimes runs people the wrong way. I have neighbors who don't pull their trash cans up on the right day. I'm like, come on, man. Trash can been out there two days. It's rubbing me the wrong way. Sometimes when my neighbor cuts his grass and he cuts over too far into my yard and his grass is lower than mine, he's just rubbing me the wrong way. Way sometimes my mailman comes and when he puts my mail in the the mailbox he doesn't close the top just rubs me the wrong way sometimes my trash man when he dumps the trash he pulls the trash up and when he throws it back down he flings trash it's not on purpose it's just something that he does that's rubbing me the wrong way so I want to talk about three things really quickly as we wrap up this episode about how and what we do and how we can navigate rubbing people the wrong way. Number one, we have to be open. And when I say being open, it's open to the language that we're using, how we move and operate and how it impacts others. We can't be so stiff when it comes to trying to bend the world around who we are as individuals. We got to be a little bit open. Right. So if I'm offending people, I want to be open. If I'm being offended, I got to be open because not only do I want to be in a space where I can feel safe and valued and seen, I want the other person to be in a space where they're valued and seen and appreciated. So, number one, I believe that everybody just has to be open. They have to be receptive to uh, doing something they've never done, saying words they've never seen, saying uh, said before. They have to be around people that they're not used to being around. And when we get in those environments, we have to make room for other people to exist. One, we got to be open. Number two, we got to be willing to change. We have to be willing to change. Anybody who's not growing is dying. I don't know if that's an absolute uh, quote that I want to hang my hat on, but I love the concept of constantly evolving and growing and changing. And that happens when we get around people that are different, right? And so when I uh, have to use different words, it expands my vocabulary. Remember one of the things we talked about creating beautiful memories in a chapter before? It, it, beautiful memories comes when we get around different people, different cultures, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, right? Different is, historical perspectives, like different, whatever it is, when we get around different people, not only do we get a chance to create beautiful memories, but we also get to learn how, how to, to grow and to change. So number one, we got to be open. Number two, we got to be willing to grow and to change. And number three, and I say, I say this knowing that I'm, I'm talking to myself, I, I don't think we can live uh, a life where we don't have a thick skin. Right now, I'm, I, when I say thick skin, I'm not saying that we cannot be uh, insensitive or that we have to lack compassion or empathy, but thick skin in that I'm resilient. I'm resilient to where when I change, I don't I don't break. Right. I'm simply adapting when 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 I talk about resilience, I'm talking about being able to have the conversation that people don't want to have. And even though my feelings are hurt, I still lean in. I still dive into those hard conversations. Keep in mind, this all started with me touching my wife on her love handles. What husband, what partner, what mate wants to be told, don't touch me? Right. She in the moment felt like I was rubbing her the wrong way. And so when she gave me feedback, I couldn't be frail and I couldn't be fragile. I had to take her feedback and understand that she had the best interest in mind, not only for her, but for us. She stood up for herself. I can't get mad for that. She told me exactly what she wanted, did not want it. I can't get mad for that. 
What I can do is sit beside her and maybe put my hand on her leg or hold her hand instead of rubbing her in a way that she did not want to be touched. And that's the same for community. That's the same for people. That's the same for grownups. It's the same for kids. It's the same for old people. It's the same for politicians, pastors, preachers, business owners, whoever it is. We want to make sure that we're engaging one another with an open mind and an open heart that we're willing to grow and change, and that we can't be so sensitive about every little thing that comes our way. Keep in mind, people come with problems. People come with issues. People come with their own personalities and preferences and situations. And in order for us to all coexist and be in the same space and thrive and survive and learn from each other is that we have to show some resilience. When I say thick skin, I'm not talking about not letting things penetrate you or impact you or affect you. I'm talking about being able to hear hard things, take it in stride, being able to hear that you said a word that hurt my feelings and not blow up, being able to, to say, I'm sorry and I apologize and I was not trying to hurt your feelings and still keep it moving and keep it pushing. That is what I think happens when we rub people the wrong way and we bounce back from it. So what are you going to do with those three things? I'm sure you have a family member that you've been saying some things. They'll be like, why do you keep saying that? And you're like, well, it's just what I, who I am. That's just what I do. That's just how I talk. I want you to reevaluate that. If you have some kids, you have some children, and you're you're walking around saying, do what I say, do not what I do, or I'm the adult and you're the kid, or you do what I, you know, like when you when we come with that type of energy, it doesn't allow us to, to be able to build relationship. Who are you talking to? What neighbor have you offended? What person at work are you distant from? Because they've them saying that you rubbed in the wrong way has offended you. I want us to look at all of our relationships. I want us to figure out who we've been rubbing the wrong way. And I want us to take an, uh, an intentional step, intentional effort towards making sure that we recon reconcile that. Because listen, truth be told, no one wants the love handles played with, especially my wife. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Life of List, hosted by yours truly, Derek Sire, powered by Paradigm Shift, recorded in the Possibility Studios, signing off until next time. Don't let that small moments pass you. Grab you a pen and a pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list.